Perhaps the easiest way to approach the confusion and discrepancies that exist between modern pagan witchcraft and historical witchcraft is to look at the subject in terms of two classical systems of thought that underpin each type of witchcraft. Whilst the magical element of Wicca is ultimately a child, or at least a great-great-great-great-grandchild of the Neoplatonic Renaissance, historical witchcraft beliefs had their foundations in medieval Aristotelian thought. The Aristotelian scholars of the Middle Ages believed that magic could only be performed with the aid of demons, hence the accusation that all witchcraft was the work of the devil. The Renaissance thinkers, however, postulated that magic was a natural science, and that absolutely no demons were necessary in order for humans to relate magically to their environment. Whilst Neoplatonism posited a natural explanation for magic, Aristotelianism posited a supernatural explanation. The Neoplatonic system of thought became the dominant one amongst occultists who, since the Renaissance, have largely viewed the practice of magic in Neoplatonic terms as an entirely natural phenomenon. In modern Wicca, this Neoplatonic occult philosophy of natural magic has found a bedfellow in the pantheistic pagan spirituality born out of the 18th century romantic movement. Wicca has given structure to a religious impulse that animates and imbues the whole of the natural world with a vital force that moves in cycles of both generation and destruction and permeates and connects every living being. Gods, goddesses, fairies and spirits are viewed either as personifications of this holistic life force or as non-material entities arising from nature. There's no particular concept of good and evil, and man-made evils are generally seen as the result of alienation from nature and the life force that sustains it. This witchcraft is a whole world away from the witchcraft that began to take shape under the dominant Aristotelian worldview of the Christian Middle Ages, and eventually settled into its classical stereotypical form towards the end of the 15th century. It is this view of witchcraft which we will concern ourselves with throughout the rest of this book. In this view, the witch was believed to make a pact with the devil, whom she worshipped at nocturnal gatherings known as the Sabbath, or Sabbath, which usually took place in some wild and remote area or cave. She flew to the Sabbath with her fellow witches, usually on a broomstick, and they paid homage to the devil, whom they worshipped. They invoked demons, cooked up gruesome feasts consisting largely of the flesh of unbaptized babies, and then extinguished the lights and copulated indiscriminately with whomever was closest to hand. The devil himself, or one of his lesser demons, presided over the Sabbaths, and he usually appeared in the form of a man described as being black, or dressed in black. At other times he appeared in the form of a goat, a dog, a cat, a toad, or some other animal. The devil baptised his witches with a special identifying mark known as the devil's mark, and they served him by committing various acts of maleficia, malicious and harmful sorcery, 
which usually took the form of bewitching their neighbours, cattle or children, blasting crops and causing illness and death in their local communities. The witches gained their magical abilities from the devil, and were often aided in their destructive work by demons, who frequently took the form of familiars, or magical pets. Whilst the ideological foundations for this witchcraft lie in the Middle Ages, it was not a medieval invention. It occurs both before and after the medieval era. Belief in witchcraft can be traced back into antiquity, and the widespread persecution of witches, popularly known as the witch craze, did not get underway in earnest until the 16th and 17th centuries. Most of us are familiar with the so-called burning times, in which those accused of witchcraft...